0: in her depression of dealing with his arranged marriage, she decides to join the army.
1: where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend.
2: And Kathy is joining us today to talk about Daughter of the Moon Goddess, which she read in one day.
0: One day, yes. I'm back, and I had to come back and talk about this book because I was hooked. So, Daughter of the Moon Goddess, it's by Sue Lin Tan. It's her debut novel, her first one, and I must say for being her first novel, amazing. I did learn after reading it that I'm not familiar with Chinese mythology, but the Moon Goddess is is a popular Chinese mythology that focuses around the goddess Cheng Yi and she was popular because she stole this elixir of immortality from her husband and in Chinese culture apparently there's a lot of different like retellings of mm-hmm. like why she stole it and so when she stole the elixir of immortality it put her on some stories say that it put her on the moon as punishment others said she fled to the moon and became the moon goddess so the way sue Tan describes it is that she did steal the elixir of immortality from her husband because she was trying to escape labor because she was told that she would lose her daughter during labor. So she took it in order to save herself and her daughter, which she was then punished for stealing it and put on the moon with her daughter. And so the story, Daughter of the Moon Goddess, focuses on Zingian, which she has no idea about her mom's life. She just knows my mom is the moon goddess. She's a queen. She's royalty. They live in a beautiful palace and she just knows that her mom's job is to light the lanterns every night to light up the moon which is a pretty cool concept Mm -hmm. i like that what she doesn't know is that it's her mom's like solitary confinement and she also doesn't know that no one knows that zingian exists um okay because she just stole the elixir went up to the moon and gave birth up there and so Apparently in the Celestial Realm, which, again, I'll kind of talk a little bit about that. I thought that all of that was very cool. I like magic. I like Mm -hmm. fantasy, all of that stuff. And this very gave me much like spacey kingdom vibes. Um, Mm -hmm. They kind of like they travel on clouds to each of the different like celestial realms. So that was really cool. But there is an emperor and an empress. And they're basically the ones that are in charge of all of the realms. And part of the Moon Goddess's punishment was that she had to be in solitary confinement. You know, she was only allowed her servants that would help her in the palace, and that was it. So they were not aware that she had a daughter. And at some point, as Xingyan starts getting older, she starts learning of her own powers, because they have magic in the immortal realm. And it kind of starts sending out... I don't know, vibes, magic vibes, <laughs> magic vibes throughout the throughout the realms. And the empress realized that it's coming from the moon. And she senses that it's not Cheng Yi's magic. She's like, hmm, this is this is someone else's magic. That doesn't make sense because she's supposed to be up there alone. Mm-hmm. And so basically the mother gets a visit from the empress and they're kind of going to do a stakeout of the area and make sure that she is alone. So in order to save her daughter, she just sends her away and is just like, run away. You're on your own. Like, you know, just someday I hope that you can... Come back to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the story goes of basically Singin just being dropped off, literally like off of a cloud, thrown into this realm that she doesn't even know. She just knows that she has to hide her identity in order to keep her mom safe. She's dropped off in the celestial realm. She just knows that she has to keep her identity a secret. And basically what she's mentally told herself is, I'm going to rise to a level of power to where one day I can... Free my mom from this, because as she's gone through this process, she's learned that her mom is actually trapped up there. And she learns the reason why and because her mom stole the elixir from her dad. So Xingyin is kind of a badass. She endures a lot throughout her journey of, you know, just kind of figuring things out on her own she starts off by being a servant in one of the celestial households and she's treated very poorly but you know she can't really like lash out and say like you're actually treating the princess of the moon right. goddess bad you know she mm-hmm. can't say that because she's not supposed to exist and she just has to endure a lot of, you know, a lot of people treating her badly because of her status. She's just known as the girl, the orphan girl with no parents who just appeared here.
2: How old is Zing
0: So in the beginning, she is 15, okay. I believe it says. Mm-hmm. And then the book goes through a process of about two to three years. Because at one point, it does jump and say two years later. Okay. So early on in the book, a big thing happens. She becomes the... You know, they kind of call it like almost classmate slash helper of the prince, which is she comes to learn is the son of the empress, which she doesn't know this until, you know, she goes to her assignment and is like, oh, crap. This is the son of the person who imprisoned my mother and they become best friends. But throughout the whole process, she still has to keep this secret from him because his parents are the reason that, you know, his mom is in prison. So it's a really tough friendship because, you know, in reality, you know, she knows everything about him, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't know the biggest thing about her. And it's an interesting process because a little romance kindles there as they start to get older. But him being the prince, he has an arranged marriage. So there's some, like, super interesting conflicting romantic battles there which lead her to you know in her depression of dealing with his arranged marriage she decides to join the army and becomes (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah sure okay she joins the army because she's really good at it she's really good with the bow and arrow which in the Chinese mythology her dad well the way that I guess Su Lin describes it is that her dad was also good Mm -hmm. with the bow and arrow. So it's kind of something that she's naturally inherited from her dad. And so it's a really big book. I mean, it's about 500 pages. And a big bulk of it is just her travels, you know, in battles and her being really awesome and kind of defending the celestial realm, all while keeping her identity a secret. She also meets a second romance. Of course. In the army. Yes. And so there's kind of like conflicting there's kind of a conflicting emotional thing going on there but i like that because i think at her age so like let's say she was 15 i think then she would be like 17 18 it kind of like stressed the importance of like sometimes romance novels will be like i'm hooked on this one guy and any other guy that talks to him is like don't speak to me and it's (laughs) just like even though we can never be together even though we can never be together he's my
1: only he's my
0: only person that i'll ever be in love with and so you know she kind of like talks about that in the book about like you know in her youth like how she loves two people and it's okay because she's like learning that like you might love people in different ways you Mm -hmm. know so with the prince his name was leeway you know like she loved like knowing so much about him and their like friendship but then also with Wendy, her second romance that she met in the army, you know, she talked about how, like, they fought these battles together and they were with each other through, like, super hard times. So, like, different periods of life, but still, like, still a very strong love, which mm-hmm. she did talk about, like, and it is normal to be confused. It is normal to be conflicted. And so she's kind of figuring all of that out throughout the process. And they're both in the novel a lot both her romantic Are partners. Are equally,
2: like, attractive in different ways? Because sometimes I find when you have a love triangle written into a story, like, yeah. there's one that's the obvious favorite, and then there's, like, your token secondary, just to add tension.
0: Yeah, he was, the, uh, I would say that Leeway obviously, like, you built an attachment to him early on, because, like, they grew up together and stuff like that, but then when Wednesday comes into the picture, it's just, like, he's this, like, badass, strong fighter, and so then you do kind of have, like, that that token guy but and this is just a personal thing i feel like and maybe i feel like su Lin Tan kind of writes it in a way to where you're still like rooting hard for leeway even okay. though you know it's like oh, he's in an arranged marriage but yeah it's definitely tough throughout the like throughout the whole book it's almost like it makes you conflicted which i mm-hmm. like the way that she wrote that to where you saw really good attributes from both and it almost like Kept you thinking the whole time, like, how, like, how is this going to turn out? Again, I said 500 pages. So I'm going through this book and I'm reading and I'm just like, like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And like, (laughs) she hasn't gotten to the point where like, she frees her mom. Like, yeah, we haven't gotten there. And her plan to free her mom was, she's like, I'm going to be the best army person. And if you're an awesome army person, the emperor will grant you this talisman. And with that talisman, it grants you basically one wish. Okay. Whatever you want the emperor and so she played it smart she's like okay i'm gonna be the best army person he's gonna give me this talisman and my wish is going to be to free my mom yeah and that's when she was gonna do her big reveal Reveal. well we're i'm getting through this book and i'm like "Mm, they're still battling up over who knows where there's all kinds of other twists that come into the mix and i'm like so so like when is she gonna free her mom like it's 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 getting to time it's chicken yeah and it literally doesn't start to happen until like the last chapter but there are still so many unanswered things well as i'm reading this one of my co-workers is just like oh are you already on the second book of course and i was like what are you talking about and he was like well i noticed that on the barcode it says number one yeah. so that means that there must be another book and i was like so there i go to google and lo and behold It is a part of a duology. So this one covers the first half and then the second half, which I'm going to assume will get to the end goal, will come in the second book, which should be released in November of 2022. (laughs) So yes. Have you put it on hold for yourself? I, you know, I think I'm probably going to pre-order it just because I'm impatient. Um, I'm the same. Yes, but I can't wait for it. Honestly, like I will say, even though like, the end goal didn't happen necessarily like Mm -hmm. or maybe like what you wanted to happen didn't happen at the end of this book she tied it really well that it's just like close the book and like oh my gosh that was a beautiful magical read because just the description of everything like throughout reading it it kind of gave me like a little bit of Mulan vibes you know just because it's just like Woman warrior hiding her identity and the kingdoms, the emperor hiding her identity exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was another big thing that kind of gave me Mulan vibes. But I just really loved the idea of like traveling through different realms and like space like travel are you normally a fantasy reader i do i do like to read sci-fi and fantasy i actually think i read most thriller but i've kind of been on a sci-fi binge and fantasy
2: binge lately so i have to ask tell us about the nature of the conflicts like who is the other side and what okay. are they fighting about? <laughs>
0: so the other side is actually basically Li Wei's parents. Oh, which wow. is okay. also kind of, you know, awkward because, you know, there's like clearly that romance there. And I think they sense that, which is originally he didn't have an arranged marriage. And then all of a sudden they were just like, hey, guess what? You're going to marry so-and-so because we're going to unite these kingdoms. And so in a way, it's just kind of like them always just like nabbing at her for no reason, other yeah. than they were just like, she's just a peasant girl, you know, and you don't need to be spending so much time with her, defending her. And that was originally the reason. I'm just, And I was literally the whole time I was like, oh, just wait until they find out <laughs> that she's the daughter of the moon goddess. That's only going to make this worse. So they're kind of a big part of the conflict. And then another big part of the conflict is there is this area that they call the demon realm. Okay. That kind of makes me think of like, Game of Thrones, the Targaryens that have kind of been like shunned away from King's Landing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the demon realm is. They were, there was like some conflicting issues with the Emperor in the past. And they were basically shunned away and not allowed, like, magic barrier, you're not allowed to come into the different realms. And so a lot of the battles have kind of gone around that because she's in the army. So she's against that, the demon realm from coming in. So she's, she's fighting against that. That's a big conflict. And there's a very interesting twist that's put in there related to the demon realm. So she's learning a lot of new things there. And the twist also involves, affects some of the like romances that she's involved in. So that's super interesting to see like, how that's going to play out mm-hmm. and like you know what ultimately her choice is going to be i will let you know i guess like you know she doesn't make a choice in this book so oh. if you're just waiting for like the happy ending at the end i'm i'm hoping that it comes the, that I mean, really it better. <laughs> I'm hoping that it comes in the second book because I've already read 500 pages of this, and it <laughs> didn't happen.
1: So, what do you want to see in the second book? Like, what's something that you're looking forward to, or something that you'd like to happen in the second book?
0: I would really, obviously, like to see like more of her like interaction with her mom because mm-hmm. I do want her to like feel that triumphant feeling of like freeing her mom, and ultimately, of course, I do want her to find th- that romantic partner that's going to be like the good one in book two and being such a long read i'm just like i wonder if then in, in the second one they're going to introduce another romance you know you never know yeah. sometimes they will throw in a new character but i'm still rooting i'm still rooting for leeway and that's hope fair. you know that that they end up together that's what i hope happens if it doesn't i'll be crushed but you know It's okay <laughs> it's it's fine yes but yeah that's a little bit of what i'm hoping to see in the second one, and I'm also interested to see, you know, how the whole, like, revelation of her being the moon goddess, how that, like, takes on mm-hmm. with Liwei's parents, because oh. just
1: how... Cause it's a little bit of a mix. Like, she's, she's in solitary confinement, which is bad, but she's also immortal and magical, which is good. <laughs> right, exactly. And so I'm just interested to see also, like, how that's going to, like, mix with, like,
0: Li Wei and his parents' relationship—like, mm-hmm. would they shun him away? You know, because he's also an only child, so that would be interesting to see how oh, yeah. Sulin kind of goes about about that relationship
2: does her dad factor into the story at all yes so they do as
0: she's going out through her battles they are able to in the army they are able to travel to the mortal realm um, because sometimes they do like part of their job is to protect the mortals from you know crazy monsters and there are some cases where there's like crazy monsters that make it to earth and so they're just like all right we gotta go help save earth And so as I was reading it, I figured like, oh, like maybe she's going to run into her dad or something. But throughout the process, they do come to, I won't spoil it, but she does learn a lot about her dad. One, because she starts reading a lot of books about it. Because apparently her dad was a great mortal fighter that was kind of admired by the immortals, which is why he had the elixir of immortality in the first place. It was kind of like his reward. He was just saving it before his wife took it and so yeah she learns that way and during her ventures on earth she's kind of you know going around and, and asking questions to try okay. to learn more about him
1: if you liked that tale you should there is a movie on Netflix that you should watch I think it's called over the Moon or something or something the moon hmm. and it's the same it's the same story but like a different version of it and she and it's actually also kind of like like sci-fi fantasy pop it's a kids movie but it's very cute.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I saw like a lot of the like the reviews on this book were fabulous. The only ones that I saw that were very critical were, I guess, people that read a lot of moon goddess that read a lot of Chinese mythology that were just kind of like, ah, I'm over like moon goddess twists and stuff like that. And (laughs) so apparently, there's all kinds of Mm -hmm. different stories related to moon goddess. So those were really the only like negative reviews. I guess it was people that were like tired of different moon goddess stories but since i hadn't read any of the others to me this one was like my
2: introduction to it so that was really cool well that's all the questions i can think of thank you so much for bringing us something very different we haven't featured fantasy in a while so not
1: in a while and especially the glowing review of having read it in one day (laughs) Yeah, especially
2: a 500 page tome at first i kept peeking to see if it was from the teen collection but it sounds like the themes you're talking about are a lot deeper than right
0: it is adult uh, yeah it's 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 an adult i would say that it's still, you know, like teen appropriate. There, mm-hmm. there is the romance, but it's not like anything too spicy or inappropriate. Too spicy, yes, nothing too spicy <laughs> or inappropriate. But yes, adult sci-fi.
1: And the so and good. the new one you have to look out for. It's coming yes. to you. That one is soon.
0: called the Son of the Like Fire Something.
2: So we may have to schedule a follow up review oh, once you sure. finish the sequel. Once
0: I finish the sequel, I we'll will schedule do a it for review. a day
2: after it's released. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Until then, stay tuned for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.